Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm coming to you guys live from Seattle. We haven't checked out of our airport yet, but the family's getting all packed up, and I thought I'd jump on here and let's just talk about kind of what happened last night. Uh, The 49ers just continue to put themselves in a position for whatever they want, it's there. It is there. Um, You know, you handle business on the road. That's what good quality football teams do. And with back-to-back wins against one in Jacksonville, was on a you know five game win streak and then you go into Seattle where historically the 49ers have had more struggles there than almost anywhere else in the NFL but now you're looking at what they have done in the NFC West 10 consecutive wins you've beaten the Seattle Seahawks four consecutive times including two um, up at Lumen Field where historically the 49ers have not been good But because of these things, now the 49ers have every single thing that they want. It's right there. They they regained the two seed in the NFC West. They are two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. But even though they have a tight record with the Lions, they're now ahead of them because of their conference record, which that stands out huge. And, you know, if the playoffs were today, which is kind of weird to do whenever it's midweek, right? We've had the three Thursday games. We've got another game today and then the Sunday games. But – you know, if the playoffs started today, your reward for destroying the Seahawks at home is guess what? The two seven matchup currently is 49ers and Seahawks, <laughs> which I would be totally fine with. You know, I've said repeatedly how much the 49ers are just a matchup problem with the Seahawks. And they they don't match up well. Geno Smith, <clears throat> if we have to talk about like the reason why. The 49ers struggled versus Seahawks for so long. It's Russell Wilson. It's not Pete Carroll. Is uh, Yeah, their defenses were great. It was special teams in Russell Wilson. Well, no, the troll is gone. <laughs> and Geno Smith, his greatest strength is accuracy, short, and then deep ball. Well, how'd that work out? You, you know, my player of the game, I have no there, – there's several that you could put into this category. but And I talked about it briefly last night. Charvarius Ward. Now, if you look at the PFF scores, he finished sixth best uh, with a 74 grade. He was targeted 10 times, gave up four catches, four catches for 44 yards and seven yak yards total. But my favorite thing is three passes defense. Charvarius Ward, he was by himself, man on man with DK, following him almost the entirety of the game and just completely eliminated that dude. That changed the entire Seattle Seahawks offense because 
they were getting the matchup that they wanted one-to-one down the outside. But our defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, said, hey, Charverius Ward's up to the task. And so because we could do that, we got to help out almost everywhere else over the middle. Um, you didn't have to worry about too much with the running game. and They couldn't get anything going. And a lot of that was because of Charverius Ward. That dude just completely balled out. I can't wait to go through the film for the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel to go through all that stuff. But Mooney Ward is earning so much damn money. I mean, I know that we kind of brought him over as kind of a mercenary, whatever. They extended him quietly last year um, or restructured, not quote-unquote extended. But I want this guy around. He is exactly what we want. And guess what? And I see this in the comment. You know, congratulations, Charvarius Ward. Um, you, You just shut down DK Metcalf. Now you have to shut down his other college teammate, A.J. Brown, next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Good news is you have 10 days to prepare for it, but teams run their defense. It's not like we're going to switch what we do because it's the Eagles. And if you go back to last year, and I understand that Brock Purdy got hurt, and you know there's a lot of asterisks that you can put with that game, but in the NFC Championship, it's not like the Eagles' offense was flying up and down the field. They scored, you know, one of those touchdowns in the first half, which was a drop pass. We didn't challenge, whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But I'm pretty stinking excited to see this matchup because you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I, I don't think that there's any – there's two teams in the NFL, maybe three if you want to throw the Ravens in there, that, you know, whatever power ranking situation you're doing, the 49ers and Eagles are going to be in the top. And so you want to see best and best. And I want to beat them in their home. Um, yeah, it's a tough game. But I'm excited about that. Now, if we flip to the other side, PFF, they would say their favorite player this entire game, which is crazy, is none other than Ambry Thomas, number 2-0, baby. Um, He had the highest rated uh, player defensively with a 90.2. That's elite status. And, you know, we've, myself included, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Ambry was kind of the butt of a joke for a couple years now. He got the amazing walk-off interception, you know, last week against the Rams to seal our playoff, you know, stuff, which was awesome. But he got buried on the depth chart, you know, was terrible last year. Off-season wasn't good. He got better. But Ambry's always kind of been that, man, he's so close. It's just highlight plays just happen above him. Now, here we are. He's making highlight plays all the time. And he's turned from a liability to whenever – you know, he lost week one. He was out there for one drive. And then Isaiah Oliver came in and they're like, all right, this is what we're doing from now on. Oliver went through some struggles. Embry Thomas comes in and they protect him. They're not protecting him near as much. And he's answering the call. Um, he was absolutely incredible. The interception. Now we're talking back-to-back games where this dude goes out there and, you know, seals one of the biggest plays in the game with a turnover. And that set the tone for the whole game, you know. Where we were sitting, the Seahawks fans, they were just like, they never got into the game. They never did because everything got cut out from under them whenever that turnover took place. And then we just started stacking points, stacking points, stacking points. And it was just like, man, man, man. You just kept hearing them cuss and all this stuff. It was it was pretty entertaining, actually. Um, thank you. Ed, he says, you know, Ambry has completely stepped up his game. Love people taking advantage of their opportunities. Chas, the Ambry man can. I like that. That is good. What's up, Grand A? And, you know, a lot of it, too. Wilkes making Ambry step up. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Who is Wilkes going to benefit? Secondary. He's the godfather of DBs. Demo continues to play well. Slot's rough, though. Outside, Demo's incredible. You move Demo inside, got beat by that, you know, the slot fade, which is, ah, I think, kills us every freaking time. (coughs) That was the only scoring drive that the Seattle Seahawks actually had that was based on their offense. They got a field goal off of an amazing punt return. Then they got the pick six um, late in the third. Their offense generated three total points. Three total points. They couldn't do anything. This was not a healthy competition at all. And now the Seahawks, you look at the NFC West, Seahawks have lost two in a row. And guess what, guys? Guess who they got this next week? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys at Dallas. So you're talking about a team that is six and five, and that's kind of who they are. They're a 500 team. Now they got to go play at Dallas. I don't even know who I want to win that game. I don't really care because you have such a stranglehold on the NFC West that, yeah, you have a two game, you know, you're eight and three, they're six and five, the Seattle Seahawks. But if you're just looking at, you know, okay, it's a two game lead, but they're one and three in the division. We're three and zero, oh. so really it's a two and a half game lead, and you play them again one week later in Santa Clara. It's just pretty damn hard to find a pathway for the Seattle Seahawks to jump up and surpass the 49ers because even if they beat us, their conference record's not going to win any tiebreakers, or sorry, their division record one and three. So even if they do beat us in Santa Clara, which I do not see happening, like it's just it's interesting. You know, the, the 49ers are the NFC West is ours that's all there is to it. You win one or two more games and it's done. And the Rams are four and six. Come on, man. Let's just be real. The NFC West, which is the goal of every single season, win the damn division. The Niners have done that. And Sean, right here, division is all but guaranteed to be ours now. Just in time to face the Eagles, set our sights on the one seed. Yeah. And so my whole, you know, whatever, I rank the, the games of most importance. The, the Seattle game in Seattle was number one all year long, not even close to me. Number two was the Seahawks in Santa Clara. Not anymore. Because their record is what it is, because they've dropped, they got swept by the Rams because we beat them in their home. That changes now. And I think for a lot of people that probably always was, the Eagles would be the number two game. But for me now, that Eagles game, that's number one. And so it's a one-game season every week. So you have to kind of readjust. And I'm sure the 49ers are, you know, look, we're not going to overlook the Seattle Seahawks in the future, but any chance you want at that first-round bye, it lives and dies this week. You beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, and you have that tiebreaker. They just have to slip up one more game, and then it's yours. And then it's yours. Um, Roberto, he says – thank you for the super chat. He says, Felinciano clearly better than Burford. Uh, new right guard, new right tackle. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting whenever you look at the grades because I felt the same way. The lowest rated player for offense or defense was John Felinciano this week. Um, he had a 34.7 pass grade, but I'm going to wait for the film on that one. 
and my thing is this, like Valenciano's not the long term answer, but he's pretty damn good. I'd prefer Burford. And I would honestly I want to go back to what the 49ers were doing with Burford last year with Brunskill, where they rotate series, give Burford two series, um, then give Valenciano one series. That's what I want because I want a healthy rotation of three interior guys because injuries are going to happen. You know, Banks came back. He played through an injury, which you got to give him respect for it, but he finished with like a 52 grade. He was, he was not – he did not have one of his better games at all. So just the fact that you have these different bodies that you can put in there, that's huge, but it needs to kind of be a fluid situation. I, I don't think it's just, okay, this is our guy moving forward. And it's kind of like that with Ambry Thomas as well. Isaiah Oliver is still going to continue to get some snaps um, based on matchups and the teams you're going against, especially if you're going against bigger teams. But you look at the Seattle Seahawks, right? All they do is wide receivers. That's all they spend all their draft capital on is wide receivers and running backs. So they're in 11 personnel almost more than any other team. So we were in nickel a lot. You know, we look at the snap counts just defensively. Sorry, we're bouncing back and forth on both sides of the ball. But, like, Isaiah Oliver got two snaps yesterday, right? Ambry Thomas got 46, and those two snaps were because Charveris Ward had a leg cramp and then came back in. Um, and and so it's a matchup thing. And, yeah, the offensive line, I want the same thing. I, Florenciano needs to be in the mix. Should he be starting? Burford, I think they got long-term plans for his upside, and he's going to continue going through some growing pains. But – I kind of liked what I saw. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I'm with you there. Jorn, appreciate you, man. He says, 49ers rush party delivered again. Thanks. Man, it was an absolute blast yesterday. Uh, over 300 people. We had 40-plus turkeys made, and we had Thanksgiving food left over, uh, which is really, really cool. We still have yet to run out, which is awesome. Uh, appreciate that. And we've got a lot more stuff coming up. You know, the Arizona game, we got the man Patrick Willis coming out to party with us, which is going to be so cool the night before party. And then we got the tailgate and all that stuff. So uh, lots of stuff. We have our home tailgate party against the Seattle Seahawks here um, and shoot just two weeks, which is going to be fun. But I'm not going to Philly. Um, that one, we're just <clears throat> we're just not going to be out there. Um, Oscar, he says, Luter with a touchdown saving tackle, looked very aware as a defender, but very little playing time. Yeah, you know, we did the special teams breakdown last week. Daryl Luter Jr. was awesome. He looked great. Now it's special teams, and, you know, he's kind of getting his feet wet and all that kind of stuff, but promising. The fact that they activated him over Samuel Womack first, I know Womack got activated yesterday, which is perfect because with the news of um, what's-his-name tearing his bicep, or other, Greg Odom, our other special teams ace, that's huge. And, and, again, we're constantly seeing this stacking injuries at positions. Injuries aren't the issue in the NFL. Injuries at the same position are the issues in the NFL. And so when you lose Talanoa Funga, then you lose another one in Odom. Now it's that's rough territory. Now you have to activate, elevate somebody from the practice squad, sign somebody, move somebody, maybe you moved Oliver. You got 10 days now. So now there's some flexibility there. Maybe you move Womack. Maybe you move Oliver. Maybe you do something like that. Maybe you call up Taylor Hawkins. Maybe you do go get Quantrez Knight back. And we saw the same thing at guard position, right? Banks goes down, Burford goes down, like Zakel goes down. So injury is not the issue. The 49ers are a depth team, but whenever you stack multiple injuries at the same position, that's where it starts to get 
dicey. And that's that's what the 49ers are going to have to kind of make sure, you know, and George Odom's stud special teamer, well, our special teams is trash anyway, but that hurts because he was a captain of that unit. You know what I mean? He wasn't a captain, but he was one of the highest paid for that unit and vocal leaders and one of the biggest playmakers for that group. So you got to kind of, you got to overcome that. Um, right here, uh, Roberto, what'd you think about Tig's performance? I thought it was all right. Um, you know, I want to go back through the tape with him. He finishes the number seven defender with a 73.9 grade. Um, had five tackles, one missed tackle, one solo stop, gave up three catches on three targets for only 13 yards. So a lot of those were he was matched up with the backer or the tight end just on a quick release. Um, but I'm going to wait on the film, and I'm going to kind of highlight him whenever we go through that on the 49ersrush.com. So if you haven't signed up and you want to support the show, the number one best way to do that, the49ersrush.com, every single offensive, defensive, special teams play all year, plus our bets. And gosh, I hope you bet with us the last two weeks. I, I know we had, we had a hiccup during those three games, um, the three-game losing streak, but we've more than made up for that now. So uh, just stick with us. We're doing all right. We're going to make you some money over there. We're having a good time. Um, Jay Korn says, give me your take on the tush push, how to defend it. What do you think about it? Um, I hate it because it gives an unequal advantage to the offense. If the defense was allowed to leverage their own players, basically push the tush, right? That's where they get it. Of the defensive tackles to go against the offense, then that would be a legitimate play. But whenever you have one set of rules for one side of the ball and a completely opposing set of views against the other, the leverage, because the offense has the advantage with the snap count. They know the snap count. They know the play, right? So that's why the defense is always reactionary because they know where they're attacking. But then you give them the added advantage of, oh, they're allowed to leverage, basically push the person in front of you when defensively they're not allowed to do that. That's why I don't like that play. But let me say this. It's in the, you know, the NFL has said we're not changing it currently. So either you do it or you're dumb. 49ers don't do that. Why? Brock Purdy's tiny. You look at Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts, they're not the same person. They're not built the same. Jalen Hurts squats like 600 pounds. And Brock's got some quads, don't get me wrong. But Brock might be the worst quarterback, sneak quarterback in the NFL. And he already got one kind of concussion doing that. So we're not doing that. So my thing is, you need to figure out a way to stop it, which you got to kind of jump over. We saw, um, what's his name, do it, Fred Warner, do it once before. But it's not sustainable. You can't do that continuously. And that's their biggest advantage, and it's smart. And so until the NFL says you can't do it, you either replicate it or you kind of got to deal with it. And Yeah, they're going to have some success against us. There's no doubt about that. Corey, what's up, man? Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the generosity. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. He says, do you agree with Combs' criticism of Shanahan's lack of utilizing on youth much last night? I have no clue what he said. Um, he's blocked me everywhere. So, yeah. I, I, now, if we do – let's talk about IU. My son's favorite player, and, you know, every single play we're watching the game, my son's just like, I use wide open. I use wide open, like every single play. Um, and he's right. Two catches, 50 yards, uh, one touchdown. But, like, this is kind of what the 49ers are. You go out there and you put up 377 yards. You were efficient everywhere. Like, I, I don't have an issue with that at all. 
um, especially when the offense is doing what it's doing. You put up 30 points, and a lot of that was because of IU. Um, and you were running the ball. You know, you get in the third quarter and you're up all those points and you use you run the ball continuously. Um, yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, IU could have way more targets. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I have no problem with Debo getting nine targets. He had seven for 79. You know, Ayuk had four. He had four targets. He got two of them. And we'll break down the film and all that stuff. But, no, some people are just going to look for negativity all the time because that's what they sell. And so when the Niners are doing well, if you can't create negative narratives, then what are you selling because that's all you got. Um, but, hey, hopefully he sells a lot, and I hope he makes a lot of money. Um, always root for everybody, man. But I will say this. Kyle Shanahan had a hell of a game. And I love what he put together. I really, really do. There, in every single game, there are some times where Kyle just goes kind of bonkers and just pass heavy all the time, which I hated. And that kind of gave leeway to the Seahawks trying to get back into the game. Um, and so, I, I, I don't know. Um, that that you know, the pick six play was bad play, but the play call before was a bad play call. Like, I just don't like that. Like, sometimes Kyle just thinks we got to throw the ball. And it's like, man, you're backed up. Run, get some momentum. I know they're stacking the box, but with our offense, we can continue to run the ball of our stacked boxes, no problem. We've, we've, we've shown that repeatedly. And anytime you just go straight pass heavy, like, it's not going to go well. It just doesn't. And right here, favorite clip ever. And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. There you go. If you're one-dimensional, that's just not who we are. That's just not who we are. Um, and so, yeah, move the ball, pass the ball. I did think everybody played very well offensively. If we look at the PFF grades just offensively, Charlie Warner got 18 snaps. He was the highest-rated player. Shout-out to Warner. CMC was second with the 84.3. Trent Williams, man, Trent Williams was great. He was waving goodbye to the Seattle Seahawks fans as they were leaving. It was, I mean, he's just, his resume's built. You know what I mean? He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And the the older he gets, the more and more he's just like, you know what? Who cares? Flipping off fans, laughing at fans. You know, I, I love Trent Williams with all that he has done. Um, I wish he was a career niner, but he got here when we could get him. And he's been fun. Ray Ray McLeod, eight snaps, played really well. Debo. 78.3, he was top five, pretty top six. Shout out to Elijah Mitchell, too. Because when Mitchell came in, I mean, he had seven carries for 39 yards, 5.6. I mean, that's almost Jordan Mason worthy. Um, that is – he, he played really, really well. Tough running. My favorite drive of the game is whenever we ran the ball, I think it was six straight times, and then we hit IU for the touchdown, which was just like – Oh, this is the Shanahan that I know and love. And Shanahan even talked after the game, like, can't believe Brock Purdy threw that ball. Um, but he did. And, hey, man, if we can have that element of Elijah Mitchell not being a backdrop, you know, he came in and his first two plays were really negative. But then things stepped up and, he, you know, he started to turn it around, which is really, really nice. Um, and so, anyway, if we, we talked about the negative grades again. George Kittle finished with a 58.9, which is interesting. Um, and Jawan Jennings finally had a huge catch, you know, caught the ball short of the sticks, broke like three or four tackles, 
And I know it wasn't much. And, you know, you look at the stat sheet and it's like, yeah, one catch, seven yards. That play was huge because it was just this constant Seattle thinking they're getting momentum, thinking they're getting momentum. They thought they got this stop. And then Jawan Jennings just literally broke their will. It's one of the most important one catch, seven yard games that you have out there. And Jawan Jennings has been struggling to say the least. Um, but that was cool. And overall, this game, you know, I'm going to break it down on the film whenever I get home. I don't lay until tonight. We're going to do some Seattle touristy stuff with the fam. So I convinced the wife to let me come do this show. And then it's all nothing but family the rest of the day because yesterday was all work. But um, it's going to be a fun week. And we got 10 days to kind of, you know, enjoy this win. Because how many times have we won in Seattle? Especially whenever both teams are quote-unquote competing. This is new territory. This is wonderful territory to be in. So I'm going to wear my gold jacket all through the city. I'm going to talk my trash today. I doubt we're going to see many neon green anything out. Um, but, man, what a great win. I know this is a short show, but I got to get back to the fam. Uh, appreciate you guys. And as always, man, it's not a victory Monday. It's a victory Friday. But what a great dang day. Ugh, I freaking love it. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.